0: I know a lot of people by first name. Like I can greet, you know, at least 65, 70% of the people that come through the door of the store by their first name now. Like, How do I know this many people? (laughs) This is weird.
1: In the town of Chester, Janessa Perney runs Erskine's Grain and Garden, a hardware store that's been a local fixture since the 1950s. Janessa and her husband, Burley, purchased Erskine's in 2020 from Mike Erskine. Janessa, who previously worked in ski industry marketing at nearby Bromley Mountain, has found her dream job. An avid gardener and homesteader, she loves talking to customers about flower seeds, growing tomatoes, beekeeping, and raising chickens. Erskine sells everything from organic feed to barn tools to ice cleats. And there's even some offbeat items like coyote urine and cow stomach magnets. And the building itself is a reason to visit. With its creaky floors and sliding wooden doors overlooking the railroad tracks, Erskine's is one of the more quirky, old time grain and garden stores you'll find in Vermont. For Janessa Burley and their two children, Lewis and Adeline, running Erskine's suits their lifestyle just fine. Here's Janessa.
0: Erskine's has been in Chester since 1952 in three generations of the Erskine family. Burley, that's my husband, and I have always gone there since we've lived in this area for all of our our project supplies. And we'd like to do a lot of things outdoors. When we moved into this house, the first thing we did was dig up a 40 by 40 square of the yard, dig up all the sod and put in a, a big garden. And Mike Erskine, the, the previous owner, he's just like wealth of knowledge for everything that you could want to do with a garden or fencing or animals. And if he doesn't know, he'll look it up. If he doesn't have something in his store, you know he would order it special for you. So that's the go-to place for everybody in this area for homestead, farm, garden, projects like that. In March of 2020, when the state pretty much shut down at the start of the pandemic, Mike closed the store for a couple of weeks and then made an announcement that he was closing for good. And it kind of shook the community. People were shocked, disappointed, sad, understanding. And, you know, we weren't really getting together with people at that point. You weren't seeing people. <laughs> it, was, it was all just... Um, you know, what you could find on Facebook and the internet. So Burley and I were getting together with friends for an outdoor porch beer on Fridays pretty regularly after we were like, wait a second, we can't not see anybody. We need to. (laughs) So it was sometime later that spring that we were having a conversation with friends. And my friend Rebecca said, you know, you guys should really buy that store. You'd be great at it. You love all that stuff. You know so much. And, you know, in true, like, I like, I don't know that much. I just do stuff. I don't know anything. But then Burley and I thought about it, and I had been wanting to try something new as far as a job for a while. We just kept thinking about it and talking about it. And then finally, we were like, let's go for it. Mike was doing curbside pickup for a while for grain and other things. And after Burley and I decided we wanted to go for it, we kept trying to call the store and it was always busy nobody was going in the store. It wasn't like you could just stop by. So I ended up just writing him a letter saying that we were interested in buying the store. And was it actually for sale or was he just going to shut down? And then about a week and a half later,
1: he called. So have you been like a gardener homesteader your whole life? Like Tell me about that about you. Sure. Not
0: my whole life. Mm -hmm. My parents always had you know, we had a few blueberry bushes and a rhubarb patch, and sometimes there'd be pole beans or whatever in the backyard, but never really big gardener. But we used to vacation at this working farm in Troy, New Hampshire called the Inn at East Hill Farm. Oh. And they had a chicken coop that they would let you go in and you'd get your, you could collect the eggs. And So ever since I was little, I knew I wanted chickens.
1: <laughs> and you have chickens now, and right? I How have, many do you
0: have? We have about 20. 20 laying hens. Mm -hmm. And what else do you have here? We have bees. We've been on and off with bees. We haven't had them the whole time here, but my husband grew up keeping bees, so he knows all about that. We have bees again. We've got blueberry bushes and raspberry bushes. We have apple trees, pear trees, plum trees. What did we put in last year? I think it was mulberries Burley put in. We have a couple of red currants that are new. Hopefully they made it through the winter. Lots of things. We raise pigs every other year. Mm. I think we're supposed to have pigs this spring, but again, that's Burley's department, so mm. leave that up to him. We've raised meat chickens and turkeys, too. Haven't done that in the past. It's a little bit more more work, so it's been know, maybe 10 years since we've done that. Yeah. Since kids. Yeah. And you, are your kids involved, too? Do they participate? They do. We call Lewis our chicken whisperer, is very good at catching chickens and picking them up and patting them. And he tried to teach a chicken how to swim once upon a time. Don't do that. <laughs> it's not. They're not ducks. They don't like it. This spring, our kitchen and everything is full of pots. My little one, Adeline, who is six, has been starting seeds oh. all the time. So we'll see. Hopefully, we we'll will get lots of things to come up.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, So
0: they're definitely involved.
1: Yeah, that's nice. So before 2020, would you go to Erskins to get whatever you needed for kind of your homesteading yes. needs? Yeah. yeah, that was um, your place.
0: We went there for fencing for things, having fencing for the pigs or chickens burley would get advice on what to do with the fruit trees as far as like spraying or not spraying or i've got this pest what do i do how do i fix it what kinds of garden seeds cover crops you know all Mm. kinds of things you don't even think of yeah absolutely So every time you'd walk up to the counter it was like a mini like a mini tutoring session i bet
1: and the store has been there since the 50s yes So how would you describe its kind of place in the community in in Chester and beyond? I would say important. Mm.
0: We have customers that have been coming for generations. You know, they talk about coming as kids for chick days with their grandparents. We have, you know, bigger farmers, people that, that do it for a living, as well as lots of backyard homesteaders and then seasonal folks, like people that come in just for maple sugaring supplies, mm. or you see you see them in the spring to get their big bale pro mix and a whole bunch of seeds. And it's always been there. And I, I think it's really important for people to just be able to count on it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Does the store have any, or the building have any kind of quirky details or unusual history? It's a a very comfortable building.
0: It's right on the railroad tracks in Chester Depot, tucked kind of behind the the train station that's there. Green Mountain Railroad hasn't, for the past couple of years, done any passenger rides, but they go between Bellows Falls and Chester for seasonal things, like the Santa train and that kind of thing. And freight trains run right through there. Mm. Up until the 80s, the store would get deliveries by rail, so we have doors that open on both sides of the warehouse. There's doors on the train track side and there's doors on the front side because we get deliveries by truck now. Okay. Um, It's just a great big long building. It has very creaky floors. Mm -hmm. We don't have a lot of electric or powered equipment. You know, there's no electric pallet jack up until December of 2020. Like the the you know, Most powerful piece of electronics in the the office was a you know an adding machine with the tape.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So that's something we've changed that people have told us they missed. But I'm confident in the choice to yeah. add computers to keep up.
1: Yeah. To, that <laughs> to makes be sense. Able to, uh, that seems pretty reasonable. I think so. Yeah.
0: My bookkeeper likes <laughs> it. The accountant feels like it's a good move. <sighs> What else is quirky? You know, we've got cowbells on the doors. The screen doors slam loudly. People apologize and we say, no, it's supposed to do that. You know, the floors are very creaky. There are worn spots in the floor. The sales counter has been moved around over the years. So you can see who stood where. We've got a very deep hole that apparently belonged to Mike's grandfather, Mike Erskine's grandfather, the first Erskine to own and run the store. I say hole, but it's not like... It's just a worn oh, spot a worn. in the okay. floor where he stood behind his oh, counter. Oh, is that interesting? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I can, Mike can point to when he was first showing us around and us getting, you know, the layout of the building, his first, like, repair and maintenance project in the warehouse. He's, there's, like, mm-hmm. a square hole that he was in charge of patching, and he did that. And he can point to places in the ceiling and the um in the front of the store where, such and such electrician fell through. And they oh were my God. Fixing something, things like that. So it's yeah, it is cool. That's neat. We don't have any hot water in our restroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why not?
0: <laughs> Mike told me it's because his grandfather was too cheap. Oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, no. But you- it went
0: through three generations. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, one of the things that I think is funny that we still stock is. Mike Erskine has always ordered from this trapping company out west somewhere, and they specialize in literally traps for animals, things like that, but also baits or repellents. Yeah. Um, so we do stock coyote urine, as far as you know, something that you can put out that will repel things that are smaller than coyotes in the food chain. So like what? What will it repel? Deer, uh, fox, things like that. So you can buy it in a a bottle and sprinkle it around your property. Really? Yeah. And I don't know how they get it in the bottle.
1: Um, (laughs) I don't know how that works. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really interesting to learn that. But we have it for sale. Do a lot of people buy it?
0: No, but several come in looking for it specifically. Uh Yeah. So it's important that it's still on the shelf.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh Nice.
0: I've been learning a lot about like animal health as well. Hmm. You know, I didn't know that there was such a thing called a cow magnet. It looks like a big, big pill. It's like three inches long, maybe three-eighths of an inch Mm -hmm. wide, cylindrical. And it's a magnet. And it goes in the cow's first stomach. You get them to swallow it. Hmm. And it catches any staples or nails or or things that might be out on their pasture. Instead of it passing all the way through, It just stops in the first, first stomach.
1: And does it stay there? It does. Really?
0: Huh. You could retrieve it, depending on, you know, how strongly you feel about recycling things when that cow
1: is done. But you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Things we still have also. Yeah. Yeah. And those have been there like a long time. Are those things that go way back? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure very many people still use cow magnets anymore, Mm -hmm. but that was definitely a thing. We have a handful of items that are still in in vintage packaging and we're trying to figure out, keep that or if we eBay it or. Yeah.
1: It's kind of nice though, too. It kind of keeps that old vibe. Yeah. You know, it's like people appreciate it on the shelf, even if maybe they're not going to buy it, but it's like. Even hmm. if it's
0: just part of the decor right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So now is
0: traditional crazy time. Yeah. We're, of course, trying to brainstorm ways to be busy all year round. But spring is definitely the time where the people are coming in for seeds, for fertilizer, for soil. A lot of grow lights this year, this spring, which is good. You know, a lot of new people getting into seed starting, which is very rewarding, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. and hard to know where to stop. I got out my box of seeds yesterday. I'm a little late starting tomatoes mm. and peppers and stuff, but I had like 20 varieties of tomatoes. I was like, I can't start all these. I'm not gonna plant 20 tomato plants. And I had to choose. I can definitely point to a few customers that are having a tough time choosing, which I love. I yeah. love it. That flower seeds and vegetable seeds are like impulse buys. Definitely. It's really fun.
1: Yeah. yeah so. In terms of when people have questions, like, do you feel like when you're there and do they come to you with questions and can you answer them or do you have to go find somebody to help you with that or? That's a good question. I'm getting better. I can't answer them all
0: right away. Sometimes I have to look things up. Sometimes people will come on a day that they know that Mike is going to be there. And Mike's the former owner. And Mike is the former owner. He has a reputation of having most of the answers in his head, which is just true. It's not just, like, hearsay. It's true, which is great. But, you know, so we're trying to learn as much as we can from him. But also, 41 years old, I know how to look things up. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm competent enough to do that. But, no, I can't answer all the questions yet. But I do really like looking things up mm-hmm. finding out the answers. And, again, I'm 41 years old. I'm totally fine with saying I don't know. Yeah, right. I will get back to you. you know. That's good. And it's nice to just talk to people about where they're starting from, what they know. A lot of times you'll have two or three people
1: in the store and somebody else will know the answer, mm. even if it's not me. So it's great. That's nice. At your previous job, so when you worked in the ski industry and you were in marketing for a while, you know, marketing is very important, and but it's a lot of kind of behind the scenes, right? I mean, I guess you talk to press or you'd be at ski shows, but this feels very kind of front lines and like you're very customer facing for you as a person? Was that like, is it what you thought it would be? For me, I would think like, wow, that this will be really hard to do this every day. But in terms of interacting with folks every day, and you, I mean, you have to be kind of an extrovert, a people person, which you are, obviously, but how has that but been I'm for you? I'm not, which is weird. I was thinking
0: about this the other day, in conjunction with having worked in the ski industry and having to do thing, more formal interview type things, and that always used to freak me out. I don't really, you know, like to do that standing in front of people, that kind of thing. Like in a can't
1: if a camera was on you and you had to talk about
0: right, like, yeah, the ski area or something, yeah, yeah. And that was never, never really liked that. But I do, I do. I spend all day talking to people now, and I don't think I really thought about it like that. It's more casual. It's one on one. It's like I someone that's always thought of themselves as pretty shy and introverted. I know a lot of people by first name. Like I can greet, you know, at least 65, 70% of the people that come through the door of the store by their first name now. Like, How do I know this many people? (laughs) This is weird. I'm, you know, the kind of person that has like one best friend and that's it. You know, that's all I need. But I talk to people all day long and I like it. Mm-hmm. It's more just conversation. There's no no pressure. There's no expectations. It's more just talking back and forth, and it works.
1: Something kind of you learned about yourself. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. And I bet yeah. too. It's like you, you and you get that I don't know fix or you get that social outlet from something like that. And it's conversation. It's casual, like you said. So. I bet it feels good. Yeah. It's usually about something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Which is good.
0: Like this this job feels more like me than any other job I've had in the past, I think. Mm -hmm. Which helps. So it's not really like work. Yeah. Yeah, it's more just talking about things I like all day.
1: That's nice. Yeah. Earlier, you were talking about you know, your chickens and gardens and raising pigs and all of that. Like do you and I know we had an earlier conversation about this. Did buying Erskins was it able to merge your kind of outdoor hobbies with your career, you know, your profession? Like was that a way it kind of all came together for you? Is that how you Yes see it? Yeah. Yeah. Was that the plan? No.
0: But I'm really glad that it's worked out like that. Burley and I we had raised Meat chickens for many years. We sold surplus that we had, and same thing with eggs and things. And it never really, never really felt like we could make the jump to just farming, Mm -hmm. even though we really enjoyed doing it. But yes, exactly as you stated, it feels like a great way to make a career out of what I like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's important.
0: The first. I, don't know, I would say six months that Burley and I spent at Erskine's after we reopened. It was people coming in and thanking us for being there. And, you know, the feeling is mutual. It's Thank you for coming in. But they would say it first. And they're really showing it. People, they come in, they buy their things. They have constructive feedback. They give it to us generally in a really nice way. I have very few negative interactions with people, which is kind of unreal
1: Yeah, for a retail business. Yeah. I know it's really neat. That is neat. So what would you say do you love most about your life now? It's changed a lot in the last couple of years.
0: I love, I mean, that's really fun. The early pandemic spent a lot of time, you know, internet shopping. Mm. But now I get to do that for a job too. <laughs> <laughs> It's been really fun. The the little things that, you know, that I've added to the store, we had Amaryllis bulbs for Christmas, you know, it's a little bit more of a guy's store before, um, more practical and less like things that just bring you joy Yeah, because they're pretty or whatever. So we had potted Amaryllis bulbs during the holidays this year and I sold every single one of them and most people said that they're they're like the best amaryllis I'd ever had, you know, two or three stalks and a bunch of blooms on each one. And they were so pretty. It's like, that makes me happy. Oh, there's so many things, so many I, things. I like. And you're your own boss. And my own boss, yes. We have chick days in the spring. That's coming right up on the end of April. So we'll have, I went a little nuts this year because like with the tomatoes, I can't I have a hard time picking just one. I want one of every kind. And Louis, my son, shares that with me. Um, he's already made me promise that he can take the day off from school when the chicks arrive and come to the post office with me and get them and, and help me set them up in the store. Mm. He's really looking forward to it. And so am I. I'm so glad he's like, you know into still it. Into it. He yeah loves it. So that's fun. and I, you know, I get to buy all these little baby chicks, but I don't actually have to keep them all.. <laughs> <which is laughs> <Right>. good. <laughs> um, that's good. We can have them. We can look at them. And yeah, can play with them for a little
1: while, and then they can go to their forever homes. Yeah, that's nice.
0: But we've been really lucky. The people that we have working with us right now are just genuinely nice people, and that's really been fun to like learn how to be more of a boss
1: and let people show you what they can do. It's it's great. Yeah, actually. But this is your first time being a boss, right? On this scale. On this scale. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a hands-off boss, or are you? A- oh yeah.
0: <laughs> and I don't think I would have been maybe 20 years ago so I think that this is a good time to be doing this yeah you know I have enough to do I hired you you can do this and if you can't do it you'll figure it out
1: yeah I bet they appreciate that I hope so you can learn more by visiting erskinesgrain.com or stop by 54 Grain Store Road in Chester Thanks for listening to Happy Vermont. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and Pandora. You can also find more stories about Vermont by visiting happyvermont.com. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and happy spring.